We'll cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie in one hour. We're live in the old National Bank State Street studio. Carmen Yurk up on Twitch, twitch.tv. Download the app brought to you all this week by DraftKings. Join the chat there. Uh, Merck and Charlie Bevins on the other side of the glass. Tyler's going to be doing the Black and Abdallah show six to eight tonight. Black was in with Hoodie uh, earlier today. Tomorrow we're out and about. We're going to be at the Twin Peaks in Oak Brook Terrace. So come by and kick off the long holiday weekend, the Thanksgiving weekend in style. Have a cocktail, have a beer, have something to eat, and uh, hang with us as we talk football. And football will be on the TVs, too. There will be a 1 o'clock game tomorrow. Well, you can go ahead and watch that. Who is that? Who's on the slate right tomorrow Right now it's France o'clock. and Australia. I'm sure uh, Belgium plays tomorrow. So tomorrow the 1 o'clock game will be Belgium Canada. versus Canada. Yeah. So it's a good one. Yeah, it's so not a bad one. So that'll be on tomorrow. Yeah. Who we cheer for? Cheer for Belgium. We don't cheer for Canada. Well, I mean, if you want to cheer Blame for Canada, Canada, you can. Odds are that Belgium's going to beat Canada. Canada, they say, is... Uh, they play hockey. Yeah, they got a decent yeah. team. You know, but Canada and the United States were competing for the uh, number one... Like spot coming out, Canada won the number one spot. The U.S. was number two. In what? In uh, in, in qualifying for Concacaf. For Concacaf. Yeah. So, so in qualifying, we, we didn't even win Concacaf. Canada well, won Concacaf? Canada, I believe, won Concacaf. Concacaf. Yeah. So they were one. United States was two. Mexico was three, and I think there's a fourth team mm. that qualified. I don't know. I don't know if it's Costa Rica. It could only be three, for all I know. Uh, yeah. What would it be? Costa Rica or else? Um, well, it wouldn't be Honduras. El Salvador. They didn't qualify. Honduras didn't, didn't qualify. qualify. I don't know. I'd have to look and see who else is in there yeah. in that group. Well, we got the uh, one game on now. U.S. had a had a tough, you know, like that, that penalty we talked about. Just it was sort of unnecessary. Gareth Bale with the uh, the equalizer in the 82nd minute. Uh, and then there were like nine minutes of stoppage time. That's a lot of stoppage time. Uh, 1-1 the final, so not the worst result, but not what they were looking for considering they scored a beautiful goal in the first half and then, uh, you know, all the way up until the 82nd minute had the lead in the game. Would have been huge. Now they turn their attention to the big game against England. So we've been talking about Justin Fields in the shoulder. Yurko was explaining just how bad, even on a non-throwing shoulder, a dislocation can be. You start to lose that suction, that AC joint. The labrum. Right the labrum. The labrum is what gets compromised the in a dislocation. Well, let me ask you this. Somebody, because we had, I think it was Alan Portage Park, was talking about Baker Mayfield last year. Yeah. Baker played with the harness for a little bit. He had a partially torn labrum. Yep. How different, how similar. Same labrum. It's part, Same thing. So if you dislocate his shoulder, shoulder, it's partially torn. Okay. All right. You so know, it's, it's like compromised. It's compromised. So that's the injury. You know, you've got a suction area and you break the suction, right? Yeah. The, you don't just pop the shoulder back in and that suction is automatically reapplied. It's it doesn't work he, that way. Heal. Well, it's got to heal. Yeah. Obviously. Do you want Justin Fields shut down for the rest of the year? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Man, I hate to think about that. I don't. I don't want that. I don't think. I don't. Well, want I mean, it's, uh, it's seven weeks, right? Seven games we've got left, and it's uh, a bye week, right? So there's eight weeks left in the season with yes. one bye week. No, the Bears have six games left. Six games, one yeah, bye week. One so bye. seven weeks left in the season. Yeah, Bears have six games left. Right. And after next week, I think there's two more weeks of buys. Yeah. No buys this week, right. six buys the, uh, the weekend after, and then two buys, and that finishes your buys. And then you're done. Everybody has got it. Everybody will be on equal footing yeah. going into the second week of December, I believe, second or third week into December, and you'd be able to kind of judge exactly what's happening where. So do you want Justin Fields shut down for the rest of the year? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. They were uh, very... You know, tight-lipped, playing it close to the vest. As By the way, Paulie called. Yeah, Paulie called in last 
week. How do you do? He went two and one last week. I don't know how he did this week. I'm sure he's going to have an idea for us. Oh. I think he pushed with Chicago, depending upon where he had it. But Paulie said he's calling in this week, Tuesday, because Wednesday he's going to be busy working. So he wants to get his picks in. Busy time of year. You're making a lot of cheese. You making a lot of cheesecakes for the holidays. Two, what do you mean two and one? Who'd you have? That was my record. That was my record last week. Why? Where's the tie at? The, the Bears game was a tie. Yeah, but I won with the I won with the the Bills and I won with the uh, the, the Ravens. The Bills didn't cover. Well, yeah, what? but I went two and one. My last five weeks. Well, what, what do you mean you went two and one? Well, we're questioning your ability. What to go number? What number two did and you one. have on the Bills? I'm just going straight up. That's all. That's all. Straight up. You, you said you were. We were never points. going straight up. We we're always going points. Oh, oh, I know. Well, so, uh, I mean, what so, are you talking about, Polly? <laughs> you can't change the rules in the middle of the game. Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. So I went but, two uh, and one. I told you we had to check him. I know, but I'm still doing good, though. I'm still doing good. And whose uh, book? What do you mean you're doing good? You've been giving out picks with the point spread, and now you're telling yeah. us you were just picking winners. Well. I thought I, I thought that's what it was. Oh, oh boy. this is a trap, oh, Polly. Yeah, I mean, right before the okay, holidays, okay, okay. this is what you had this to do you, to us. This is okay. how you treat us. This is how you okay. treat us. After all we've no, done no, for no. you, I didn't know. Like I we're Mama know. Luke's. What's going on? No. I'm gonna, I, I get confused sometimes. I, I, I really do. So, so do you want to just pick games straight up winners from now on? No, it's that, always no, been no, against I'll, the spread. I'll pick no. I'll pick the spread. Okay. I'll pick the spread. All right. I'm I'm making a Milky Way for for this week. A Milky Way cheesecake? Yes. You crumbling up? Are you crumbling up Milky Way candies and putting them in? Or are you making like your own Milky Way concoction? No, I'm putting the Milky Way candy bars on top of the cheesecake. On top of the cheesecake? Boy, really not yeah. doing any work. Uh, huh? We have a serious question because you're an aficionado. Is do you cheesecake bake? Cheesecake is a is a cake. Well, actually, we're talking the, about. The, the he said it was a tart. He said it was a tart it, last it, it week. Is, it was and, and a cake. Well, let, let me ask yeah. you this: Do you bake all your cheesecakes? No, I use the mixer. Uh, you use a mixer. So wait, they're, you know, you they don't. They're not. Uh, well, you could use a mixer and still bake it, though, right? I mean, no, no. But I use a mixer, no bacon. Just it's not a cake. If you ain't baking, it's not a cake. Listen, I could have your cheesecake by four or five o'clock if I was there. You could have us a cheesecake by four or five o'clock. You're saying yeah. you use like some sort of a mix that makes the cheesecake? I thought you were making no, no, a homemade no, no. mixer. I use, cream, I use cream cheese and all the ingredients. Oh, you, you know, do. That, that, but that it's required. But it's a no bake cheesecake. You don't have to bake yeah. it in the oven. Yeah, yeah that's why it's yeah, called a tart. Why. Okay, yeah. all right. I yeah. was just curious. Any tips yeah. you'd like to give uh, the people as they bake for the holidays this week in this well, holiday season? You know what? Just. Uh, just uh, enjoy and be with your family. That's, that's a great the best tip. I can that's, say. Great, that's a great, that's great cooking tip. And what Thank about you. this? If you could get fresh nutmeg, would you uh, encourage the use of fresh nutmeg over the uh, packaged the, nutmeg? The canned variety. Yeah, so, well, that sounds good. I put that on the cheesecake, actually. That sounds good. A little scratch. Sure, you get a little uh, fresh nutmeg and you grind yeah. it on top. It's beautiful. Yep. I know. What I got a, a, somebody ahead. wants to talk to strawberry for tomorrow, so I got a client tomorrow night. So you're making two cheesecakes? Yes. Okay, very good. I, one you know, for the family. One for the family and one for a client? Yes. All right, very good. It's uh, tis the season. It's holiday season. What are we yes. charging now? You know, the inflation's kind of up there. We're charging about 50, you, 50 for a cheesecake 20, now, right? No, they're, they're 25 bucks. Still? It's an expensive cheesecake. How are you man. making any money, Paulie? You got to be doing this no, from I the kindness you. of your heart. I said they're I start. I get fifty. My ingredients cost about ten fifty, about fifteen bucks. I get ten dollar profit. 
That's not bad. Well, I've been. You ever buy? Yeah. You, have I've you been been seen the, the price of cream cheese? Yeah. Uh, the price of cream listen, cheese I, is through I, the roof. I, it's not bad. It's, it's not too bad. Uh, uh, you know, I know how Sylvie teased you on an hint today. Yeah. I got I got a teaser for an hint out that I'll save, but it's really juicy. Now you're deep. Well, now yeah, you're but teaser? it's safe. It's got to be for unhinged. Yeah, Can't say it on regular yeah. radio. Oh. No, no. Oh! Oh, Australia! Hold on, Paulie. Hold on. I'll, Sorry! Okay. Paulie, hold on. We got an Australian yeah, goal. Yeah, we've got an Australian goal. We have a okay. major shake in, in the, the ninth stick. minute. Okay. In the ninth minute, we've got an Australian gro- uh, gro- uh, goal. There and, go. and we've got nice. a... Nice. We've got a French player on the ground holding his knee. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, right, Paulie, boy. give us your picks for the holiday oh. weekend. Okay. I want the, my, my team, the Dolphins, you know. Okay. Well, now, are we do, the, what are we doing here? Are we saying Dolphins are going to win I, straight up? Are we taking points? Are you laying I'll, I'll points? Do the, I'll, do the, I'll do the points. I'll okay. do the points. So they're laying a big number. Okay. They're laying 13. Yeah, that, that's fine. I, I, I love it. Like you said, laying the lumber. Lay the lumber. All right, Miami minus 13. Yes. I want... I want uh, the Eagles. You want to lay the points with the Eagles in the primetime game on Sunday night? They're laying a touchdown. Yeah. You're good with that? And, then I want the, and, I want, and I want my brother's favorite team, the Niners. And then the 49ers. All right. They are yeah. laying. You're laying big numbers. Big again, numbers man. this week. You're laying and the then, wood. Listen, and, and then I know this is on the side, but, uh, but it's just a personal one. Go Irish. Beat Trojan. There you go. Don't let Chris Black yeah, That's here, a personal one. Holly, happy listen, Thanksgiving. See, Go Thank ahead. you, and uh, that's for Merco for for your good oh, nice. I appreciate that. That's Thank really you, nice, Paul. That's sweet. See you, buddy. Hey, he always ends on a good note during I'm, the holidays. I love Paulie. I'm not quite sure. I Paulie, Paulie knows he's been picking against the number because we've been saying, "Boy, you're laying the wood every week. You're laying the wood." He knows. What did he just try to do to us today? Paulie, Paulie's trying to take advantage of us. I mean, you, you know that. You called them out right away. You said, well, wait a minute. Where's the tie? What do you mean you went two and one? Yeah. You had a push with the Bears. I mean, are you one, one, and one? I We got to go over the whole year. Oh, please. We got to listen back. We got to go over a whole year. Probably might be two and 17 uh, for all we know. I don't have the patience for it. Merck, get somebody on that. Who can uh, who can you delegate? We got 30 Merck? games this year so far. Remember, today we're giving away a great holiday pack courtesy of the White Sox. Now, you can kick off your holiday season by giving the gift of White Sox baseball with a holiday pack. Get six ticket vouchers, redeemable for more than 60 games during the 2023 season. Visit WhiteSox.com slash Holiday Packs for more info. WhiteSox.com slash Holiday Packs for more info. It's a great gift for the White Sox fan, the baseball fan in your life. We are going to give away one of these packages where you will get the six ticket vouchers. You want to go to six different games by yourself? Eh, go ahead. Want to pick one great game and take five buddies? You can do that, too. You want to pick three games and take you and a buddy? You can do that. But we'll do a little trivia later on before we cross-talk at two, and you could be a winner. So stay tuned for that if you want to try to win the White Sox holiday pack. Cliff's in Bellwood. Hey, Cliff. Hey, Cliff. Yes, sir. How are you? What's going on? What do you want? Uh, Justin Fields, shut him down. Shut him down. The kid's got too much too much skills. Too much skills. That line ain't uh... Ain't got that line together yet. Don't don't put him in jeopardy like that. Shut him down. Shut him down. All right. The cliff's on the record. Shut him down. That line was bad on Sunday, man. If it's dislocated and the labrum's compromised, do we want sh- uh, sh- surgery now? Would that make sense? Uh, if he needs it, yeah. I would get it now. Yeah. Why not? Get him ready for the offseason, right? Sure. Still going to have to develop the whole offseason. Going to have to be doing film once they can hit the, the field to do whatever drills they've got to do. 
You know, try to see, make sure those legs don't get tired. Lucas in Fox Lake. What's up, Lucas? Oh, you're going. You're so hey, how you doing, guys? I, I think uh, uh, I think it's more of a pain tolerance thing, isn't it? It's a non-throwing shoulder. Uh, my son was a quarterback in high school and played his whole senior season with a torn labor and his throwing shoulder. And it's not the NFL. Don't get me wrong. I'm mm. not comparing the, the two. He but, played with a torn labor in his, his throwing in shoulder? his throwing shoulder. Yeah, he did. 270-degree tear. Damn. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, that's getting clinical there. Uh, that sounds like someone's being reckless. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it seems like somebody wants to play a senior high school. That's what it seems like. Well, maybe, I guess, if you're not going on any farther than that. I mean, but then you right. can do a lot of damage to your shoulder. Sure I mean, you can. Not... Or, or they're just going to have to repair the whole damn thing, and that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, well, well I, listen, that's, I don't mean that to be way, that's not where you're at, though. This with... isn't high school football. Well, uh, I, I mean, but listen, he did it. We talked about Bakerfield doing it with the opposite shoulder, yeah. harnessing it up and playing, but he was playing for a contract. Yes, he was. But, you know, Josh, Justin Fields isn't in that situation right now. He's in a situation where things aren't ideal. Um, now his shoulder's compromised, his non-throwing shoulder's compromised, so let's get it fixed. If that's what's hap- happened, because right now it's conjecture. We don't know what's happened with his shoulder. Because the great Eberflus has decided Wednesday's the day he could disclose it. I doubt he's going to tell anything tomorrow, to be honest. I don't well, I mean, I mean, listen, is he is he playing on Sunday, yes or no? He's going to say maybe. He's going to say day to day. Maybe. Uh, you keep pressing the same questions. If there's a report that's been out there that's been dislocated, are you going to schedule surgery for him? You go very specific with the questions. Yeah, they know he's not answering. I can't wait for this tomorrow. Yeah. I can't wait to hear it. More of your calls if you want to weigh in. Rest him, play him, get him healthy for a few weeks and play him. I'd love to see the development continue if they can find a way to do that. 312-332-3776. We'll be right back. This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. See what we're up to. See them on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. And uh, texted Mel Kuyper Jr. Mel wrote a novel back to him. Mel's a mensch. Mel doesn't mess around. You asked Mel a serious question. So Mel told Randy it's a three-horse race between Will Will Levis, which I I don't get, but Mel tried to explain it. I mean, didn't Will Levis have to leave Penn State because he couldn't play over Sean Clifford? What, right, Merck? Wasn't he at Penn State? I, yeah, I think you're right. Yes, that yes. is true. Yeah, I, I, Penn State people are very upset that they let that happen. Though, that they uh, stuck with right. Clifford over. Well, over I mean, I could see why they'd be upset. I guess I don't know. Mel Mel said that most of the issues have been his line is so bad. He's been he's been playing hurt, and that his line is bad. But boy, oh boy, and I, I can't pretend like I've watched a ton of Kentucky, but when I do, I don't know. You're at turnovers yeah. and erratic. Um. But I'm no draft expert, and I'm not a quarterback whisperer by any stretch. We're we're looking for those skills, Carmen. The Will Levis thing I'm not so sure about. He says it's a three-horse race between Will Levis, Bryce Young, and C.J. Stroud. The concerns about Bryce Young, we know. Charlie said it. He's small. He's tiny. You know? He's not big. He's diminutive. He's a hell of an athlete. Got an arm, but he's not big. And then there's C.J. Stroud. I like C.J. So I don't know how we're going to do your web poll. If I mean Will Levis, my God, most people might be like, "Who's Will Levis?" Well, then put the guy that people will recognize. He's got Bryce Young. I think that's what we do. Put it on there. Nobody's going to vote for Connor Bedard, though, Yurko. They don't know who Connor Bedard. Well, it's a shame. So my question went from being a great question to one that's flawed. Well, I love it because we know of Connor Bedard. I'm saying most 
most people aren't going to know what that is. He's the kid up in Canada that the Hawks were supposed to be tanking for, but I don't know what happened. Well, I don't know. The Hawks may yeah, be doing a tank bad, nonetheless. Yeah. They're yeah. still pretty bad. They may not intentionally be tanking, but um, they're just not good, Carp. No, they're not. And and that's okay. Grab some phone calls. I don't mind, though. Remember, a point a game, they could finish at 81 points, right? What, what, do they have, what have they lost, five in a row? Point, I, I believe so. And the best thing is they're not losing in overtime losses. Yeah, you don't want that. That's what, that's what you've got to avoid. All right, the Hawks find themselves currently at 6-9-3 and three with 15 points in 18 games. All right, nine. nice job. That's good losing. Good losing for the Blackhawks. Minus 18 in goal differential. They've lost four in a row. My bad. I thought it was five. 11 is the low point total with 13 being the next low point total. Somebody got the memo over there. I hope. No ice girls and uh, now no winning. No winning also. They've been brutal in their last four games. Uh, I was listening to Pat Boyle and uh, Barstool Chief over the weekend. By the way, great job uh, by PB. Uh, in the interview with Marion Hosa, they had Christopher Stieg on, and it was fun listening to catch. They were catching up about uh, with about Hosa with Christopher Stieg on Saturday afternoon. Did he have his uh, well fellow done. guy that grew up in the same city with him? Did he have his what? Tomas Kopetsky. Did Kopetsky no. come on? Kopetsky and him are from the same city. You know that, right? Did you call him his feral friend? No, not his oh. feral. His, his fair old friend. Fair old friend. Did they have? Did he have? We once heard no? a story about Tomas Kapetsky. That's why that I thought was so funny. By oh, him. Okay. I thought you called him his feral friend. No, if you knew the story that I'm, yeah, I'm glad of. I don't know the story. But they, did they have Kapetsky on? No, they well, I mean that would have been a great get. For Stig's okay, but for Stig's in you. America, I love you. How about not getting well, Kapetsky on too? I mean, uh, well, had an interview with Hosa. Of course, I uh, think that he did for TV, and it was great. Um, Hosa swears. He swears he doesn't have a skin condition. That they didn't know that he does. That he that they didn't pull any chicanery. Okay. He talked about like the last year trying to find different creams and ointments to yeah. use, and he was having. Did he a- talk to Sylvie? <laughs> You're killing it today, kid. You're on fire. And that he, and Jose even said, "I know how bad it looked at the time." But Jose said, "If you look at my last season, there's no way I was ready to retire. That I wanted yeah. to keep playing." And he, so who knows? But things have gotten bad. Yes. Yes. That the skin yeah. condition was he, real. He looked like a leper. He was starting to lose body parts. I've never heard anybody be allergic to their hockey pads. The guy's played hockey his whole life. For, I don't forever. know. Forever. But the I love Marion Hosa. I'm gonna, I, I, will, I will not say a, a bad word never. about him, and I know Yurko won't. The man's a horse. Uh, Favorite with, jersey that I have still. Without him, they probably don't win three Stanley Cups. Uh, he was an unbelievable hockey player. He was one of the really rare, like, two-way dynamo right. hockey players that you could, anytime he was on the ice, you sort of gravitated toward him, uh, t- uh, toward him and he made things happen. Whether he Great was hands, take, Whether he was keeping the puck from someone, taking the puck from someone, defense, his shot, his hands, his ability around the net, everything Marion Hossa did was elite. His skating ability, his, I mean, everything. Uh, we loved him. And it was nice to see the Hawks honor him. And, he I mean, he we can debate this forever. He and Lester are clearly the greatest free agent signings in Chicago sports history. I agree And there's you. not even anybody that is remotely close. I agree. And Host is probably number one. And I'm well, not it just saying, it, it resulted in three Stanley Cup saying. championships. And, and, and I'm not just saying it because I'm a Sox fan. I'm like, I appreciate John Lester. I really do. Um, 
They're clearly one and two. I think Host is probably the greatest free agent signing in the history of the city. So, uh, all in all, it was uh, very rewarding, and I was glad to see them retire his number. And there's three more to go. Duncan Keith's, Taves, and Kane. I wouldn't mind seeing Seabrooks, but I'm, I'm probably in the minority. I, they probably minority, won't I think you're by yourself. Retire Seabrooks' yeah. number. Wow, you're well, you're was, by yourself. He was pretty significant, Yerk. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did win all three with them. Him and, him and Cam Barker. Oh, stop it, Cam Barker. How dare you mention Brent <laughs> Seabrook in the same Him and Marty Havlat. You're being blasphemous now, okay? How dare you? He won three. Uh, hey, don't remember who uh, went to the pe- to penalty box and told Jonathan Taves, hey, you're on tilt. Get your head out of your ass. Settle down. We need you. Yeah. Brent Seabrook was uh, a huge part of that franchise. But all right, I'm probably in a minority. Raul's in Logan Square. What's up, Raul? What's going on, guys? Yeah, just want to touch base on that field, man. You got to park the Cadillac, man. You got to park the Cadillac in the garage, man, and wait till next year. Cover we know it up for the got. winter, Raul. We got to, like, cover it, put a chamois yeah, on it, and cover it up. up. You know what I'm saying? You got a classic. The, uh, like, the media, everybody's got a buzz just these few weeks, you know. Right now you're parking the Cadillac on the west side of Chicago on the street, man. It ain't going to last long. Raul. It's not gonna... I, I love your analogies. Right? Did you say the media? We have a bulge for him. Is that what you said? No, yeah, a no, buzz. no. I'm talking oh, about you park. You park, yeah, just about. But but put it this way. Next year it. you'll get the you'll get the folk tires, the nice paint job, the big rims. I love it. And you know, next year when he busts out with all these uh, tools that they're gonna got with all this money, man. All the men, that, all the men of analytics and sexy women, they're going to get wet, and we're going to ride to the sunset, well, well, baby. Your, your, your analogies oh. are a thing of beauty, Raul. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I'm, I'm having trouble with my hearing. I thought he said you guys have a bulge for him. I was like, yes, we do have a little bit of a bulge for Justin Field. He said we have a buzz. Buzz. There's a buzz for There's Justin There's a buzz Field. for the media. Buzz. It's a buzz. Andrew's in Elgin. What's up, Andrew? Hey, uh, happy holidays to the both of you guys. You guys both know I think you guys are awesome. So thank you, thank Andrew. you for what you do. Uh, yeah, shout out Raul. That was pretty awesome. Um, I just wanted to say real quick that uh, it's going to be so boring, you know, now to watch these games. <laughs> I mean, I can't how many more games we have left. This is this is ridiculous. I, I almost wish that there was like a young quarterback back there that had some kind of different kind of background that was, you know, like exciting other than watching Trevi and Semyon. I mean, literally, I'm going to wake up on Sunday just like totally not even close to interested at all just because like, what am I really rooting for? And then real real quick, I just wanted to say also, um, you know, I don't care, but, I mean, you know, the Jets, you know, like we're playing them. I mean, if you're them and you've you got a solid record, you're going, guys, I mean, how do you not play Joe Flacco over Mike White? The guy threw for 300 yards each in his three games against three tough teams, you know, for like five touchdowns and three picks compared to this other guy's five and eight. You know, career stats, but uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. Go Bears. Thanks, Andrew. You too, well, I mean, you'd have to play Flacco over Mike White, well, wouldn't you? I, I, if, you if they plan on going to the playoffs, wouldn't they play Flacco? I thought I heard the. I don't know. I heard Mike White the same way you heard I'm Mike pretty White. I'm sure Mike White's the backup. Why would Mike White be the backup? Did Flacco get hurt? No, I don't think so. Did he? Or maybe early in the year, did he? I don't remember even. Flacco started those first couple games when Wilson was hurt. With the what was it a knee? He was coming off a knee from the preseason, yeah, I think. Right? It could be. It could be an epically bad football game on Sunday. Oh, it could be, Yurko. I get to do a two-hour post game for that beauty come Sunday. Yes, you do, my man. And I tell you, in, in his heyday, when Joe Flacco was spinning the ball with the Ravens, yeah. no one threw a better deep ball than Joe Flacco. That might be. Ah, he was calm. 
Flacco is never. Uh, that might be, but he was never a great quarterback. His never heyday is like a playoffs. It's no, play- no, it was no, one playoff. No, no, no. He took them to the playoffs like two or three straight yeah, times. Yeah, won games was, every year. He, he was no good. He was he was good for a short period. Yeah. He was more than a short period of time. He was a good quarterback. Oh boy. I mean, what do you think his? Uh, what, what like what, what? What are we talking about? The years where he had quarterback ratings in the eighties. I mean. His career quarterback rating is 84. The best thing it's he did. It's worse than Jay Cutler's. At work. one point, I, mean, I think he was 11-1 and one in the playoffs. He, he was 9-1. Or and one, something like that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, he's... I don't, I don't know. I, I, you're talking to the wrong guys, probably, because... You're going to have a never huge Joe Flacco fans. Wow, Joe I'm, famously a, got I'm the guy with, with Cadre Ismail uh, to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I tried to you know let, let him know that, uh, listen, you signed this quarterback, your team's going to go to shambles. And Cadre, drunk, inebriated I mean, off the Super Bowl victory, couldn't think properly, unfortunately, he, for him. He doesn't have a career touchdown or interception ratio above two. His oh, career yeah. quarterback rating is 84. I believe Jay Cutler's is 85, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's worse than Jay Cutler. He's got a career quarterback worse than Jay Cutler. Like he, went when, nine, he went nine, and, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions in that postseason. Well, the playoff, that was what Charlie said. He got a heater on the that playoffs. Okay. He had more than worse. one heater. He was, he, he was brilliant worse for a couple of Worse than Jay Cutler. I don't know. I was zero never, Pro Bowls, zero All Pro appearances, zero, zero. I, I, I just I was ne- I never was a Hold Joe on. Flacco. Guy. I know. Let me look here. Hold on. Never led the league in any category in anything. No. I'm looking at it just to make sure I'm correct. I'm looking at his passing to date, and if you led the league in something at all, it'd be in a bold black. Let me see. Nope. Never led the league in anything ever. He has a lower. Career completion percentage yeah. and a lower career quarterback rating, milk toast, than Jay Cutler. Yeah. So I don't, I, I, I don't remember when. Now, could he throw? Did he have a cannon for an arm? Sure. So did Jay. I mean, did he throw a good deep ball? Okay, but I, I'm sorry, I don't ever recall Joe Flacco being anything close to a, a great quarterback. I don't think he ever was. Three one two three. Might be three, the two, worst three, seven, quarterback seven, that ever won the Super Bowl. Agree, Trent Dilfer. Agree yeah, to disagree. Dilfer. Might be the worst quarterback ever. I agree with Merck on that. Joe Dilfer. Flacco. Dilfer's probably the worst. Right? I think it's Jeff Hostedler. Hostedler did win one, didn't he? Oh boy. Similar players. Jim Everett. Yeah. Well. Chrissy. <laughs> Phil Sims. <laughs> Cutler. Jaworski. Dalton. And then you know when I mean, they Mark, start putting the they start putting the old quarterbacks in there, you know you've got a problem. Merck. Similarity scored to Roman Gabriel. You're on the wrong side of this one. Jim Mark. Hart. Oh boy. Ouch. Oh my. Not good. Early in his career was better to Merck's point. Yeah, some of the similarities actually have decent players in there. Like you know, Jim Kelly, but even that, like you've got Andy Dalton through through three years. Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, no, Derek Carr, Ken O'Brien, Fran Tarkington, and Joe Namath. You're still going to have the old guys there. Yeah. Hey, it was compared to Marcus Mariota. Can you believe I, we might be getting ready for the Joe Flacco, Trevor Simeon game? You oh, guys? I this love is it. Taking a bizarre turn. It's Carmen and Yurko. More your Bears calls coming up next. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. France has surged ahead after going down 1-0 early. A couple of goals. Already a three-pack 
in the first half in the final World Cup game of the day. Rabiot with a header, and then Rabiot to Oliver Giroud for a tap-in. You say these names so perfectly. Yeah. Uh, Oliver Giroud. He's going to go out tonight. Oh, Oliver. Duck on orange. Hello, Oliver. He's going to have escargot. Do you remember who Oliver was? Oliver. Mm. Uh, Green Acres is the name Oliver. of Buddy Ebsen. Hey. Who was the guy that was on that? Buddy Ebsen? Uh, was he on that or I whoever like the husband was? Yeah, Zsa Zsa. Zsa Oliver. Oliver. His name was Oliver, yes. Uh, what was the pig's name? Wilbur. Oh, yeah, Wil- no, it wasn't Wilbur. Wilbur. It wasn't Wilbur. What was the pig's name? <laughs> That's Mr. Arnold, Ed. right? Was Arnold. Arnold was the, the pig. pig's name was Arnold, yeah, honestly. Yeah. yeah, it was Arnold. Arnold was the pig. Let's go back out to the phones. Let's do it, Carm. We got out. Now we're getting like quarterback versus Flacco questions. Mick's got to go one in seven bridges. Mick, what's going on? Hey, guys. Mick Robert. Uh, yeah, with the Joe Flacco stuff, yeah. I think Matt Ryan came out the same year. They came out the same year. So if Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco switch teams, which is more appealing? Matt Ryan on the Ravens or Joe Flacco on the Falcons with Julio? And then which quarterback would you take straight up? All right, and you're right. They were the same draft year. They were both drafted in 2008. I think for me that's an easy no-brainer. I would take Matt Ryan yeah. eight days a week and not even think twice about it. Yeah, 62,000 yards compared to 42,000. I think everything about Matt Ryan's career has been better. I think it doesn't, and I don't. I and there's don't some the, bold letters on his too. Bold lettering. I mean, Matt Ryan was an MVP in the league. He was an MVP the year that he threw for 4,944 yards. Matt Ryan's quarterback rating is a full ten points higher than Joe Flacco's. Matt Ryan uh, is at a two to one touchdown interception ratio for his career. A little bit better. Uh, I think it's not even a debate. Matt Ryan's a better quarterback. Some people think Matt Ryan's like can make a little bit of a case for the Hall. I don't. I'm not so sure. Yeah, you don't believe that. I'm not so sure. I think it's close. I thought Matt Ryan had himself a five thousand yard year. But I, don't I don't think don't so. See it? No, yeah. no. I don't think so. Forty nine, forty four is the best he had. Do you want the speaking of Hall of Fame? You guys want the list of the new first timers in baseball? Oh, I got the list. Why not? First timers? What? Yeah, there's it's, the hall on the it's hall. Terrible. There's not a sure. I there's, mean, there's nobody, Merck, right. right? Yeah, go ahead, Cargill. Real quick, and then I'll get back out to the phones. Sure. Real quick. With baseball. Go ahead. Well, I just want to. You, I don't you, give you, it, it to us. Carlos Beltran. No. No. All very good. Cl- close, but no. Close, yeah. but no. I would yeah. agree. He's probably yeah. the best one on this list. Close, but no. No. These are the first timers. Your Beltran. Yeah. No. John Lackey. No. No. Jared Weaver. No. No. Jacoby Ellsbury. No. No chance. Could, didn't play long enough. He was too injured. Matt Kane. No. Interesting, but no. No hitter and a perfect game, I believe. I know, like Burley, Don't right? No. Johnny Peralta. No. No. Jason Worth. No. 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 J.J. No. Hardy. Jason Worth out of Peoria, by the way. I believe that's right. Yeah. Uh, J.J. Hardy. No. No. Mike. Shortstop J.J. Hardy? Yes. Frisco? Yes. Uh, not Frisco. Or Texas. Uh, Texas. No, he was no, the Brewers. Arizona, the he was Brewers. the Brewers and the, yeah, and the Orioles. Right. Yeah, that's Orioles. It. That's it. The Brewers. I think Arizona for a little while, wasn't he? J.J. Hardy. Uh, Mike Napoli. No. Bronson Arroyo. No. R.A. Dickey. No. No chance. No. Here's one that's a maybe. Uh, Francisco Rodriguez. No. Close. K-Rod? K-Rod's close. He's pretty close, yeah, but there's... How many closers can you put in? Well, like there's another one that's on the list for the ninth, the eighth time that isn't in. 
Billy Wagner's on the list. I think Billy Wagner goes over K-Rod. Andre Ethier, no chance. And here's another closer, no chance. Houston Street, no chance. Houston who? Was good for a little while, Oakland well, and Colorado. Yeah, yeah, no, no Houston Street. And then the guys that are already in are on. Uh, and like, So Scott Rowland got 63%. He should go. Third baseman. should go. Third baseman, right? I think, yes. I think Todd Helton should go. First baseman for the Colorado Rockies. Obviously A-Rod, but they won't put him in. And I don't know. Well, yeah, of course A-Rod belongs in there. To me, you can make a pretty good argument for Jeff Kent, too. But he's on the ballot for the 10th time now, and he's not in. So I don't know. He's probably not going to go. Roland should go. A-Rod should go. Helton should go. And none of the first-timers. I think that's it. Right, Merck? That's it, yeah. Those three, don't you think? Billy Wagner's close. I think Roland is the strongest case. Easily. Scott Roland was phenomenal. He was an unbelievable defensive player. These are are cases A-Rod. Well, yeah, that, well, it's easy, but it's not because people want to be, I don't know if sanctimonious is the right word. That might sure, you sanctimonious for, is but, right. You know, people need to get up and they need to pontificate and they need yeah. to you know, flex their moral word. muscles. I will say pontificate. Yeah, yeah. you know. and uh, The guardians uh, of the of game course, that fell asleep. In, yeah. Hey, the guardians of the game that fell asleep when yeah, things okay. started to go good. Yeah. Uh, we won't say a word, guys. Oh, but now we have to say a word. Of yeah. course you should be in. Rich is in the city. What's up, Rich? Bums. Rich. Hey, guys. What's up, man? All right. Yeah, I've got a uh, winning culture aside. Um, I've got a, a, a team building and draft question for for Yurko and yourself. Um, I'm here for you. So Paul, <laughs> I appreciate that. So Paul seems to fancy himself an O-line expert and can find it deep in the draft. Uh, Bluzy is running the Tampa 2, which we all know from Lovey, which is predicated upon the D-tackle and the D-line getting after it. So I've got two questions for you. Continuity is always important, York, right? The longer you play together. It can be, yes. Yes, it can is, be. Is that more important for offense than defense, number one? Which I would think that they'd want to get that line together for field moving forward. But secondly, if you're if you're in the in the polls chair and you've got a number two, number three pick for the upcoming draft, are you A going assuming you've got all the info, knowing what you know about the team now? Are you going D-line, are you going O-line, or are you trading down and then going O-line or D-line? So I'd love to hear what you guys have to say right. on the continuity and then where you're going. All Thanks, right. Rich. I, I, and remember, you've always got the best player available. You've always got that idiotic saying. So I would go, I would want them to trade down because if somebody wants to hunt for a quarterback, it looks like they're going to pick third, especially if they, they shut Justin Fields down. There's a chance you get a high draft choice. You trade for somebody who needs a quarterback, and you get two picks, and then you go O-line and wide receiver is where I would go to address it right away. It's more important for the offense to have some continuity as long as you have the right pieces. Right pieces, offensive continuity, okay? I think uh, defensive football, even though you got to play a team concept, individual accomplishment is very much rewarded. So you don't necessarily have to be together or same unit together. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, right. doesn't hurt. But it's not a necessity. I think on the offense it's more necessary. Uh, I, I'm i up for moving down unless, like, you're in a spot where an all-lineman that's too good to be true is like there. Like a Panay Sewell. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, what if Paris Johnson's legit? What if you believe the kid at Ohio State is legit? What if you believe Skaronsky from Northwestern is legit? Now, that's probably a little too high. There's a guy at Penn State who's yeah. really good. He's, He's like the 19 or something. The kid from Penn State. Because you got to be a three-year guy, though, to come out, right? 
He's no, eligible. He's somehow draft eligible. I believe he's oh. eligible. He's probably just started young. He's probably a three-year guy that started young. I believe. I do believe Charlie's ready. Do you remember the defensive that lineman that got yes. drafted when uh, he was nineteen? Yes. Do you remember what he did when he came into the league? He wasn't very good. Flushed out. Bright kid. Yeah, he was from Louisville, right, York? Smart kid. He's probably a doctor I somewhere. I think he is, you know? actually. He's probably a doctor. Wasn't he from Louisville? He's probably smarter not to have destroyed his hands. I think you're probably yes. right. Um, no, the kid from Penn State. Uh, There's all Big Ten guys. Yeah. Skaronsky. Is that, uh, is that Bob Skaronsky's grandson? No clue. It's got to be. I mean, he's, I think he's from here. I mean, he yeah. went to Maine East, I'm right? Maine South. Out. He's got to be related to Skaronsky. See where he went. I think he's from a local high school. I'm gonna. If I googled "fruits of the loin" of Bob Skaronsky, would would I get there? I don't think you're gonna get that. No, know. fruits of the loin. Uh, I'm a little upset that that wouldn't do it for me. When, uh, how old is Skaronsky? Skaronsky played on the skicks. So Skaronsky was born in '34. So yeah, he could be. Could be the grandson. Yeah, Park Ridge for Skaronsky. Yeah, he went to Maine South High School. He went to Maine South. Yeah, see, and he's playing at Northwestern. So there is a possibility. I'm going to check him out right now. Check somebody from over there. But so what if, like, one call of those... somebody at Northwestern, Randy, and say, let's find out if Peter is. Uh, call Paul Kennedy. Related. There's another guy from Georgia, too. It's a big, uh, it's a big tackle class. Skaronsky? Maybe there's a bunch of them, and you can move back. I don't know. Take two of them. But if one of them is so great, and oh, you're picking, geez. like, seventh. Well, what a handsome fella. You might want to grab him. The Skaronsky character. We'll take some more of your kid. Bears calls. at three. Oh, we got a couple of hockey calls. We haven't had well, said that in a while. There's a miracle. 312-332-3776. And we've got those socks vouchers. Uh, good call, Mark. Let's do that in the next. We'll do it right when we come back. Okay, we'll, do, we'll do it live? We'll do it live. Okay. All right, we'll do it when we come back. We can give away those uh, the socks vouchers for the holiday pack coming up next. It's Carmen and Yurko. Sports talk while you're on the clock. Do I exaggerate? This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Yurko is right. Pete Skaronsky is the grandson of former Packer legend Bob Skaronsky. Right. Number 76 up there at the Pack in the mid-60s. Did you know Five championships. Yeah, Skaronsky came back. Yeah. Uh, I was with a team captain. Uh, during the 90s when I was there. Okay. So when Holmgren was there, he came back, talked to the team. He went out there, whoever the captains that day were, took a picture with them. And I'm sure that we won the game because we won a lot of home games back then. Yes, you did. So they got a picture with him and the rest of the captains. So it's kind of nice. Bob died a couple of years ago. Did he? Um, yeah. And Yurko had wondered, just recognizing the name and, you know, mm-hmm. a kid playing left tackle. Was he yeah. like his grandpappy who also played left tackle in the mm-hmm. league? And sure enough, you were right. So there you go. And he's probably going to be a first-round pick. That's what it looks like. First or second round pick? Yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks like he's rated as the number one offensive tackle. Uh, and they had overall going sixth in a preliminary kind of mm. projection. Wow, that's high. So the Bears will definitely be up in that area the way it looks right now. The, the, the first three tackles off the board might all be from Big Ten schools come the spring. Yeah. It could be Ohio State, Penn State, and uh, Northwestern. They grow them big and strong here in the Midwest, Yurko. Let boy, us uh, boy for a team that's really bad. Northwestern has a lot of players in the NFL, dude. I mean, like Slater. Well, a stud. Slater got I hurt think, this year too. I think Rashawn Slater's dilemma. a legit right. star at left tackle. I think the dilemma is you 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 can get a handful of real nice guys, yeah, but you can't find forty guys, well, you know, they, or twenty five guys that come in with a re- recruiting class that are all studs. Here's what they don't have. They can't find a quarterback, and they can't find really dynamic skill position players. Like, yeah, are they going to pop good defensive players in the league from time to time? Of course they are. 
Newsom's a stud. I mean, Rashawn Slater's a stud. He's probably already at a young age, even though he got hurt this year, one of the best left tackles in the league. Skaronsky might be legit. They'll put those guys in, but they don't have a quarterback and they don't have dynamic playmakers. They just don't. Who's the dangerous wide receiver from Northwestern? Ever. I mean, ever. Ever. You know, it's like th- that, that's where they Who come Who is up the to. most dangerous wide Dwayne, receiver Dwayne that Bates? ever played? Dwayne Bates is probably a good call. I mean, and is that it? I don't we're, know. We're I'm missing someone from the from the Rose Bowl year, but I can't think of anyone. We may, we might even be thinking missing somebody from the last ten years. I mean, nobody's coming to mind. Yeah, like a highly drafted or a highly rated skill position player that went on to great things in the NFL. I can't think of one off the top of my head. And you, when you say you say offensive skill position, offensive skill position because defensive back safeties, offensive they're, they're, right, they're defensive skill positions, offensive skill position. That's why they're one in ten. Stud pass rusher coming off the edge. Like Northwestern, you find those guys every once in a while. Sure, they will. They'll put those guys in the league every once in a while. All right, here we go. Let's give away this uh, holiday six-pack, we're going to call it. It's, uh, Let's do it. Uh, White Sox holiday pack. Be the king of your holiday. Get a great gift for someone, for the White Sox fan in your life. How about baseball tickets? A six-ticket voucher, redeemable for more than 60 different home games during the 2023 season on the South Side. Just visit whitesox.com slash holiday packs for more info. That's whitesox.com slash holiday packs. Hopefully free ticket Friday's back. In the new year, next year with the White Sox. But here's your question. Since we're talking about games, who is the White Sox all-time leader in games played? First correct caller wins. It's as simple as that. Keep them for yourself. Give them as a gift. Whatever. But you win for free. 312-332 ESPN. Who is the White Sox all-time leader in games played? I'll even give you the number. You want the number? Yeah. You want the number, Yurko? Yeah. He played in 2,422 games for the White Sox. 2,422 games. You got it. It's a lot of games, Carmen. It is a lot of games, Yerk. I got a only, name. Only three players in White Sox history. Carmen, take line two. He go got the winner already. Played over 2,000 games. Line two. You don't have a name, but how are you, line two? Line two. What's your name? How are you, line two? I'm good. Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Brandon. Who's, Brandon. The, uh, Let's who's go. the guy we're looking for? Is it, is it Luke Appling? It is Luke Appling. Nice job, Luke man. Luke Appling. You just won, okay? I thought it was going right. to be Minnie Minoso. It is not Minnie Minoso. You uh, he played a long. He played in a lot of decades, but not the most games. Brandon, congrats! Make sure Randy gets your info. Luke Appling, the three players to play in over two thousand career games for the White Sox. Luke Appling is one. Who's two? Yurko. We love him. We do love him. We love him. He's one of the best. We've had him on the air over the years. Oh, he was a terrific hitter. Harold Baines, not Harold Baines. He is Frank Thomas. Have we ever had Harold Baines on the year? Frank Thomas. Frank is actually fourth, not quite 2,000 games, 1,959. More recent. I mean, they overlapped a little, but he played, he was younger. Hall of Very Good, terrific hitter. Paul Conerco. Paul Conerco, number two all time. Paulie, Paulie, Paulie. And Nellie Fox is third all time. Nellie Fox. 2,115. So get those holiday gift packs. Holiday gift packs. For the White Sox fan in your life this holiday season, whitesox.com slash holiday pack. Any of 60 games you can go to. Let's say Casey love there, kid. Donald in Northbrook. What's up, Donald? Not much, guys. Great show as usual. Um, I wanted to, uh, well, real quick, well done, Merkin. I don't know anyone else who could have somehow figured out a way to weasel Joe Flacco into the discussion today. <laughs> oh, that's him. <laughs> He's the patron but, uh, saint of Joe I Flacco. I just to say, A, I'm really happy that you guys pointed out that host of stuff today. I mean, it's the perfect year to just appreciate what we had, and it sucks that he had to retire early. But that guy did it all. Yeah. And, um the last thing, though, is Carm. I really, I tweeted at you yesterday. I'm really thankful. I really don't think Seabrook gets enough credit. Um, yeah. 
he had an A on his sweater. Every time Quenville split him and Keith up, he wound up having to put them back together because they were that good together. He had countless playoff goals, and I really think they should double down and retire him and Chelios. The guy brought him to the Cup in 92. He was from here. He won a Norris Trophy. I mean, he didn't want to go to Detroit. So I just uh, I just want to give you guys a shout-out. You said uh, it, Donald. I definitely think those two are awesome. You nailed it. I am with you 100%. So Donald and I at least have a little something going. We might start the petition for Seabrook. We'll see. Mark, real quick, in Colorado on ESPN 1000. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, guys. Um, the Blackhawks do not win two of those three cups without number 50, Corey Crawford, and that mm. should be hanging in the rafters of the United Kingdom. Yeah, okay. All right, Marky. Listen, uh, I, I think Seabrook should be hanging, and people are going to give me crap, so I won't give you too much crap about it. I don't think, C- I don't think Crawford played enough. That'd be my counter to that, Yerk. Well, some people want Corey Crawford in the Hockey Hall of Fame, guys. Oof. That, that's what some people are starting to say. I hear the, the chirping, and I only hear the chirping when I head up to the rink. That's where I hear the chirping about how great of a player Corey Crawford was. Corey played more games than I thought, actually. I'm just checking now. I would not have thought that it was nearly 500. For some reason, I would have guessed a little bit less. I don't know why. Is that a lot of games for a hockey goalie? If I were to look up Grant uh, Fuhrer, well, what would I see? Very different era. Would I see 500 games? Hold We're on. going to see more What do you mean very different era? What does that even mean? What if I looked up the flower? What would I would I see five oh, hundred games? No, of course. Okay, well let's not say different era. I guess I'm just, just dismissive like didn't, that. I didn't think Crawford would be up at nearly five hundred games for whatever reason. I didn't think it would be that many. But I think I stick by eight hundred and sixty eight games oh. for uh, Grant Fury. Yeah. How many I bet you Flowers played in oh. uh, I mean What's the Flowers real name? Marc Andre Fleury. Mark. Mark Andre. Uh, I bet you he's played in seven, eight hundred games, I would think. He's been playing since like oh five, hasn't he? How many games is he at? Oh, I believe so. Oh, I don't know because I, don't, I, I just forgot the end in his name and it took me a little longer to get here than I wanted to. Mark Andre Fleury has played in 951 nine, games. 951. 691 with the Hawks. Yeah. I mean, 691 with Pittsburgh. Right. He did have 45 games with the Hawks. Yeah. 526 302. Yeah, I'd probably say no on Crawford, but we appreciate his efforts. All right, coming up next, it's Crosstalk Time with Waddle and Sylvie. Who's got the final word? The good kid does. Brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final word. You had to have the last word. On Carmen and Yurko. I got, I got 30 teams. No, not 30. I got maybe about 18 teams in the NFL that would like to have just one heartbreaking loss.